0: You're listening to the Mind Your Business podcast, episode number 329. Today we'll hear how one entrepreneur went from a physical product business to an online business. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, James Wedmore here with my very special guest and dear friend, Nicole DeRocco. Nicole, how are you doing?
1: I'm so good. Thank you for having me on, James. This is yeah. this is a pinch me. I'm going to pinch myself. I'm well, on the
0: podcast. <laughs> it, it is a long time coming. In fact, we originally met in like 2014.
1: Yes, is that right? Yes,
0: That's yes. Crazy. That's that like a yeah. hundred years ago. My, yeah, in internet years. That's right. We're going to get into your journey since then today on this episode. So let's start here. Tell us really quick, just to set the stage for our listeners. What's your niche? What do you, what do you do? Who do you help? How do you help them?
1: Yeah, I, I am a fashion designer and I'm also a fashion biz launch strategist. So I really, I really help people who maybe didn't formally go to fashion business school or fashion school in general. Like they have that light bulb idea. They're the frustrated consumer walking through the mall and they have this idea for a great product. And I help them figure out what is like their standout niche within the industry and really the steps to launching a fashion brand. So I've had a brand for over the past 18 years and I was that exact same person. So I just, I built it from an idea in my dorm room, selling 2000 handbags to sorority sisters, to a bikini line that has gone international and TV and all sorts of amazing things that have come out of that whole process.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to note that you've had an an extraordinary career with your physical fashion. It's so funny just to say physical. physical. It's like probably (laughs) in your world, you don't say physical. You just say your fashion line here in the online world, we say physical, but it's kind of, you know, goes without saying, you've had an extraordinary career with that.
1: Yeah. And one thing to add to that, I just want to thank you for, this is the first time I'm actually able to talk about what it has meant to have a physical business and an online business, like some people don't get it. Some people don't get the two, like, how do you have both? Or why do you have both? Like they ask me questions, what's going on? So this is really exciting because I wanted to share like this experience in a way where people would actually get it. You know, they're like, oh yeah, okay. I can relate to that. So yeah, I can't wait to get into this. Yeah, Yeah,
0: we're going to jump into a lot of those things today because I'm so curious to know with someone that's had that much experience, I can only imagine how challenging it was at times. The money you needed, the you know warehouse space and models and all this stuff, just to get something off the ground, and what that compares and contrasts to, like a completely you know uh, almost cost-free scalable digital business kind of thing, in terms of getting the product created and whatnot. So we'll get all of that and into that and more in today's episode. So I'm very excited, but let's start here. If you were to be the excellent, amazing copywriter that you've had to become in your business, right, and you were to come up with the headline. For this episode, or if this was going to be in the newspaper, what's the headline that you would come up with that kind of describes in the best of your ability, your story, your journey in the last couple of years?
1: Wow. Love that. I think if I was going to be real with the listeners and real with everyone, and I would say something along the lines of creating an online business or an online course is not a quick fix to help your struggling physical business.
0: Mm. I'm
1: going to be real because why? Because, you know, I have grown this physical business and I have endured obstacles and challenges just like any business will. And sometimes we want to go, well, what's that over there? What's that other thing that I can go do? And I have been hired without even knowing about this whole world as a consultant. I think I've shared this with you too, like a year long consultant, which I'm like, I just put together a proposal. It wasn't even like a email or link or pay me here. It was just, it was just genuinely people were looking for help from me and I got paid to consult and I didn't even know about this world existed. So I thought that people were looking for my advice. So I thought I would just do an online course, but then I kind of got a little sidetracked and I realized I have another business that I wasn't putting the same amount of attention to. And what was, what was really going on with my business? Why was I looking for something else? So I was, mm. I was just at a very interesting crossroads within my physical business to think, well, maybe this is the next step.
0: Let's start there because when we first okay. met at the, the mastermind in 2014, your fashion line was moving and grooving. And this was like an idea. This was, I mm. think I want to do this. could I do this? You want to kind of take us through there? What, what was causing you to look at the opportunity of coaching and courses?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great spot. Um, two things. One, I had a documentary that had just come out. I was executive producer. I did a licensing deal with a TV network. So I had this online like digital thing that I didn't really know what to do with it. So that was something like in the back of my mind that I thought, okay, maybe I can go to this mastermind and understand what to do with this online piece that I had ownership of. And that was the initial thing. But previous to that, I had people always calling me like, hey, I want to start a line. Can you help me? Can you help make my samples? Can you tell me what to do? Can I go pick your brain? Can I take you to coffee? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I've done a lot of press. So people have, you know, known of me and can Google me and find out about me. So what happened was this girl had reached out and we had a little phone call and she's like, I would love to hire you. And I'm like, okay, well, what would make it worth my time to do that? So I wrote out this huge proposal (laughs) and I just threw a number that I thought was like, they would never go for it. Cause I'm like, what would really my time be worth?
0: Can you share that number?
1: (laughs) Okay. I put out, it was 15,000 a month for a retainer with me and it was a year long, like program, I
0: guess. Before you share what she did, I, I, I just want to go through your thinking here because it's very important. You're busy CEO of your company, moving and grooving. Yes, And people are like, let me pick your brain, which we love it, right? We love when people pick our brains, right? You asked such a great question there. What's going to make this worth my time? Every yes is a no somewhere else. And so what I'm hearing is, is you came up, you know, you're what you're worth, you know, what an hour of your time is worth. And you know that, what you've learned over the years is just going to fast track or shorten someone else's growth curve so you come up with 15,000 a month that's yeah. pretty bad that's awesome but you were in the back of your head you're kind of like this is and
1: i've never heard of you yet i hadn't i hadn't even gotten into your world like i was just like okay like let me write my you know my business proposal and send it to her and just see what happens and it it provoked a meeting an in person meeting and we ended up settling somewhere close to that it was i think we were at I don't even know why I negotiated, but you know, again, I didn't know. Right. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I didn't know what I was doing.
0: But so we was, ended up settling.
1: It was ten grand a month for ten months. That's and amazing.
0: So wait, so like, you got a hundred thousand okay. dollar deal with your first client, yeah. accidentally? And <laughs> yes. That's amazing. So what year? What year was this? Oh my gosh,
1: this was okay. So this was two thousand ten. This was 2010.
0: Okay. Yeah. So even back then, people were coming to you and asking yes. for your... This is amazing. Yep. Okay.
1: <laughs> I did it. Like I Like without even knowing, right? And I think that's one thing that... Like ignorance is kind of bliss at like the beginning stages. Just when I started a bikini line, I had no experience making bikinis. I was just, I liked it and it was exciting and like I could help. And like, I don't know, all those things, right? So then I think when I finally came across you, I was I was on bed rest and my friend was like, I'm gonna be on creative live. I'm like, what's creative live? She's like, watch it. It's with Lewis Howes. And then James pops on, and I then I followed you from that to the YouTube course, and I was literally on bed like bed rest with my a computer next to me and I watch the whole thing and my mind just like exploded. Yeah. I'm like, I'm doing this, but I'm not doing it in a scalable way.
0: And I just want to jump in there because I still get people to this day <laughs> that talk about that creative. That was 2013. Yeah. It was like November, December of 2013. And I got to share that story for a second. Cause so many people still, I still get checks from creative live. It's crazy. Like the people uh, there's uh, those things are still making money from like seven years ago. But Lewis invited me to be on his creative live. And he says, we're going to do this whole three day thing. I think it was three days on uh, how to launch your online business. Mm -hmm. We get there and there's an in-studio audience and I'm going to take credit for this, but I went to Lewis, he showed me the outline. I said, Lewis, I have a crazy idea for you and I think you should do it. And he's all, Lewis is always going to say yes. He says yes to crazy ideas. I said, I think you should get one of the in-studio audience members to launch and sell a product yes. in the three days and that was Alicia Dunham's and she did like $22,000 on a webinar in less than 72 hours on creative live. And it was like the most badass like experience ever. People were just like jaws dropped people. The audience was jumping on and buying her <laughs> she's selling it for like 200 bucks or something. And she's walking away. She's like showing her PayPal account with all these sales coming in. And it was like, we did that in three days. And most people watching yeah, yeah, yeah. on the other. Yeah, I watched it.
1: She was a book author helping people launch books or something to that. Yeah. The, I, that is like so vividly in, in my mind. And I just was like, wait a second, what's going on here? Like what this is isn't, this? you know, what is this thing? What, what are they talking about? What's a webinar? <laughs> uh, I need to learn more about this. And that's really what started my like whole journey and following you and following this world of online courses.
0: So then what would you say is like the next milestone or, or what happened next that was significant in this story?
1: Yeah. So I, 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 got your YouTube course. I was like, maybe I got to do a YouTube, you know, just like the next thing, like maybe I could put this on YouTube and what do I need to do? Cause I'm also, mind you, I'm still not thinking I'm an online course creator. I'm still Nicolita, like the business owner that has a product line, but maybe I can add to this thing. Maybe I can put this thing on the side. Maybe this could be something like, I couldn't scale that model with the one-on-one with that girl. And I got frustrated I couldn't scale it. So I'm like, I have to figure out a way that I could reach more people. So that, that's really like that next step for me was how do I do more?
0: Let me ask you that question though. was it a lot, even just working with that one client? Was that like intense? Were you like, did you regret it at the end? Were you like, oh, I couldn't even imagine doing two?
1: Yeah, it was a lot. I had no boundaries set up. I didn't really know how to like structure it. And I was just, I wanted to give her everything. I wanted to feel like I deserved that amount of money. And I didn't know how to deserve that money because I didn't know really how to deliver on it. I mean, I did everything. I got her from zero to wholesale accounts to her collection walking Mercedes-Benz runway. Like I helped her out there. I did a lot for her and still I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about what I do want, like my contrast of what I do want and what I don't want. It did kind of leave a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth just because again, I was so exposed and vulnerable to the experience because I didn't know how to manage the experience. And I think yeah. that's one thing I've definitely learned with mm-hmm. like next level and everything in BBD is like, okay, like how to structure that journey for a client or for someone that you're coaching.
0: And you no. know, it's crazy too. <laughs> I, I think you bring up something really, really important. And it could make it for another great episode, but there's this kind of this blend too of like, here's you with all these years of experience that you probably are sharing things that you take for granted because you just do it naturally or you just figured it out along the way. And so you don't value it. And then the other person, because it hasn't become a problem for them yet, they don't value it either because they don't know they need it. And it becomes a really interesting thing, like, which is also just another episode to talk about like what is value and That just fascinates me so much. Like, I think I've shared things that for me have made me so much wiser and so much more money and save money. And you just kind of share them sometimes. You're like, I wonder if anyone got that because that was like a million dollars right there. And, you know, values in the eye of the beholder, but sometimes people have to go through those problems and struggles before they realize how valuable something is. And then you're there taking somebody through that whole journey. So yeah, that's a, that's a whole other interesting thing. But I I could imagine you being a little jaded by it, a little like, oh, that was cool. But how do you replicate that? How do you turn that into a business?
1: Right. So then I was, I think I was at the point where I'm like, okay, so it's really, I mean, the money was great. Like, mind you, like that really helped do a lot of things for me. I was able to reinvest it in certain areas of my business. But at the end of the day, I realized, okay, it's not about the money. Like it's really like, that's not going to like motivate me to do this. It's like, how do I leverage that to make the money do something else, help more people? Like I just, I couldn't put the connection there because I'm like, Nicole, I mean, I'll get big checks like that. And I'm like, you know, just like any business, it comes in one hand and it goes out the other to pay for things. Yeah. So I know, like I know what it's like to get a hundred thousand dollars. So I'm like, it's not about the money. It's not about that ten k a month. It was something else had to happen for me to feel good about that. And like that's been where I feel like I have learned so much today. You know, how to feel good about how I'm helping. How do I change beliefs? I mean, my mind's blown <laughs> with everything I've learned so far. That that is really where I should have started with her is to help change your belief to realize what was important for her to know now without having to go through the hardship of it.
0: And I think what you're speaking to when you say change of beliefs is like the way a fashion entrepreneur thinks is very different than a consumer or just yeah. a, an aficionado of fashion who thinks I'm going to start a business. Mm-hmm. And th- those two minds can be very, very different minds. And because how at that point, what you've been doing your business for 10 years or so,
1: uh, yeah, just, it, just know, about close you,
0: to that. You st- that. 10 years is like, is a level of mastery and we take for mm-hmm. granted. And if you started oh, yeah. when you were like in college or something, like you didn't even have the contrast of like being a court in a corporate gig for 10 yeah. years, 20 years, and then jumping ship. So I had to learn that, you know, that like the way I think about things is not how most people think. And you're like, wait, what? You didn't realize, you didn't see that. You didn't anyway. Okay. So. I remember being in Italy, at Lake Como, for a filming for our video series, and I was talking to you. I think about one of your first launches. It was your data, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. So, so you were in Lake Como.
1: That. Well, thank you for <laughs> messaging me. Oh, like
0: I, I have pleasure. It's one of the places work in, work in the world. world. Yeah. yeah it was, oh my gosh. I, I just could never. I, I barely had internet, but I remember we were like, we were Facebook messaging. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? We were on Facebook yeah. Messenger. And you were like going through, you were like getting ready to to launch or something.
1: I was in my challenge. I was in my challenge. So again, like ignorance is bliss, right? So I had helped this really big influencer. It's another brand they had reached out to me after they saw me on Billion Dollar Buyer. And they were like, I want to do a swimmer line. Can you help us? Again, this whole like, you know, Nicole, we need your help. We need your help they had like 600,000 you know followers on Instagram and they make towels beach towels so i helped them out and i said hey i'm going to launch this program would you mind let's do a little like instagram video or something mm-hmm. so i had my page up they did a little live they got i think i forgot how many people were watching but 3600 people landed on the page from that one live and i had 800 people boom in my challenge. Yeah, no Facebook ads. Your- and so at that point, I'm like, you know, oh, you know, oh my God, like, what do I do? And then I think it was just... I think it was the best thing for me to go through the process of a launch. I didn't make any sales, by the way. So I want to make sure that this is this is clear. I didn't make make any any sales sales in that one? I didn't make any sales. However, however, the lesson, the the work through, the like what comes next, you know, we plan and we plan and we plan. We do all these courses and we learn about this whole world and we do nothing. So the taking action, that was like the biggest wake-up call to me that do the challenge, then figure it out. And you know what? It's okay that I didn't make sales because honestly, it wasn't about me teaching people how to launch A to Z of a collection or of a line. Like this whole process of what felt good for me to help people with is how do you identify like, what is that one product that you can launch an entire brand and create this passion business from? Cause that's really like my zone of genius. And I had to feel good about what I was selling. But anyways, That was like the foundation to my online business. That was my foundation to getting my feet wet without feeling scared of what would happen if nobody showed up. 800 people showed up. 800 people were in my Kajabi, like five day challenge. I taught way too much. I mean, all the things I didn't, (laughs) all the things, right. But I mean, since then I've gotten like, I mean, I've just, I've done so much and I feel so much clearer and every step is a step in my direction of where I want to take this really.
0: Well, you've gone on and sold it. Is it a group coaching program or where did it go from there? Yeah.
1: So what I ended up figuring out is it wasn't about launching the whole line. It was about the jumpstart. So that is really like where I help people, even if they've already started their brand or starting their line, I help them reevaluate the foundation to what their business should look like, the processes, the systems. I mean, because I have had to downsize my own business, it's brought so much more perspective to leveraging my time as a CEO without needing the big warehouse, without needing, I mean, I had sewers, I had 12 sewers that were part of my employee, like all of those things. There's like a new fashion business model that I want to share to people and help them see that you don't need a big doesn't mean better having all the the big offices does not mean that you're having a bigger business. And I went through this myself. So I've just like honed in on, okay, these are the essential core ingredients. You don't need to have a ton of styles to launch a line. You don't need to have all these samples. You don't need to go make a sample before even launching. So I just, I help people through that process and I get them like a much better foundation to their big launch and to scaling because yeah. that is where a lot of people get stuck in this whole process.
0: Yeah. So, what is it like creating, designing, selling a physical product versus going into this world? It, it, did you <laughs> jump into it kind of thinking it would be the same and then it's surprised okay. you cuz it's really different?
1: Yeah. So, so just to to be like, you know, transparent with your listeners and stuff. I think I had I had been doing it for so long where it's like every year when you create a physical product or a fashion collection, it's almost like you're starting from scratch. So it's a new product line. It's brand new samples. There's a lot of obviously like an upfront investment with the materials, the labors, you know, all the things that you have to be so careful about. And when I got on the show, Billion Dollar Buyer, I had to now, I was in retail stores. I was doing hotels. So I had a pretty big, you know, Business and I still have a big business with my fashion business, but the upfront investment always got to me. It was like so much had to go upfront before receiving your checks, waiting ninety days to get paid from retailers. Yeah. That, that's hard. That's hard. Example.
0: Like what? What's like a what's like a big upfront expense? Like fifty you, like to one hundred ones- grand. Fifty yeah. to
1: one hundred grand before seeing a dime in ninety days. That's hard that's yeah. hard. And a lot of physical businesses carry that. Mm-hmm. So I think when I was thinking, okay, well, how do I get cash now? Like, how do I create what I have been doing for other people? That's why the online thing became like really attractive to me, honestly. But what I want to make sure I was trying to create, I think at that point, like a band aid to my business because I wasn't addressing what was really causing the strain on my physical product. So that was like, that's a big thing what I did this past year was, okay, if I had to unpeel my onion of my business, of my physical product business without saying goodbye to it, because I wasn't ready to say goodbye. And I think a lot of people, like even in the Next Level group, there's a lot of physical business owners there that are like, they're putting, they're dipping their toe in this world and they're still having struggles with their physical business. Like something's not right, right? Like there's, I can't just say goodbye to it.
0: yeah. 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 It was just replacing, you know, you take your ish with you wherever you go and it's just a hundred
1: percent. Yes. So when I realized that I can't go head first into this without cleaning up what is really, I don't want to say bleeding because that sounds a little extreme, but <laughs> like, how do you know, like, like leaking, leaking, what was leaking <laughs> in my fashion business? There dripping. we go. What was leaking
0: slightly dripping, but uh, look, dripping. I, I talk about this uh, and it needs to be talked about so much more and it gets me so passionate. And, you know, I just feel like someone like yourself who has the business acumen and the experience, these conversations become more valuable to you. Whereas other people are just so like, I'll worry about that later. I just want to make some money. Yes. But you need to hear what we're about to say. Cause I know you and I said this before the, the show in our pre-show which I should just be recording those for people because those would be like little secret things. I talk about this in our mastermind. I talk about this with our highest of high level clients. This fallacy or this idea that more money is just going to solve problems. And Mm -hmm. perfect metaphor for this, and you'll appreciate metaphors, right? Is if you got a bucket with a bunch of holes in it, filling it with more water doesn't solve the problem. The holes are still there. The water's still going to leak. And now you have to spend more time trying to fill the water because you keep losing it. And that's how a lot of people are approaching their business. And they think, yeah, mm-hmm. if I just do this thing over here, you know, my eyes get big and shiny and ooh, more money, more opportunity, but you're not plugging the holes. You're not filling those drips or those leaks or that waste. And there is, there's waste. These are things that I get now even more obsessed with in my business today. For example, we have something, uh, that, a project that we work on and it went two and a half times over budget guys hello, what's going, you know, what's the point of having a budget if we're not going to follow it? And these are things that I'm like, wow, as we grow, imagine if everyone who's given a budget now goes two and a half times over it. Now we go from profitability to we're losing money. And if we're not looking at these at every level, then yeah, you're not solving the problem by just getting more money. So do you feel like that was something that you had to look at? And, and then you kind of spoke to it. You've, you've changed a lot. Your product. Yeah. List.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I wanted my online business to be successful Mm -hmm. and I didn't have any more time to like fix all the things and be all the things and something had to give. Right. And again, I want to make sure this is clear. Like it wasn't about me saying goodbye to my physical product business, which might be something that happens in the future, but I had to put it on pause. So I gave Mm -hmm. myself permission to say, okay, Nicole, pause. Don't worry about Instagram, get a VA. Don't like, what are the things that I have to do in my business? Do I need to go to LA and pick up the fabric? No, I can hire a messenger service. So like all those things where I felt like, okay, like that is so worth, even if she posts a photo on Instagram, like it gets done. Like, and it's so funny, the more I removed myself, (laughs) Mm-hmm. So I kept making money in my product business. So it wasn't like I wanted to have so much control over all these things. So I just I simplified and simplified, even to the point, like I said, I moved from a thousand square foot office with inventory in the back, you know, a whole setup for my team to a, like, it's called spaces. It's like a co-working space, but I have my own dedicated office to a hundred square feet. And Nicole, if I had to figure out how to do this, where does my inventory go? Okay. Fulfillment center. I'm not going to ship a single thing ever again. Like that is where my time needs to be the most valuable. So like, I think the biggest holes was thinking that if I had a bigger office, I could just keep everything there. And then when the time was right, I could do the thing. I could ship the product. I can have the employee in-house, but that really wasn't allowing me to become the online entrepreneur that I know deep in my heart, I was ready to become like, Mm -hmm. and to show up the way that I wanted to become. So it's been, I mean, I think I did that in June. And right now, so this is like seven months after give or take. So, I mean, I have changed like personally and mentally like to release that, the storage in my mind and like the weight of the business Mm -hmm. to where now, like where I was not invoicing on time. I mean, I shared this with you, like we were doing, you know, since then like 50 to $60,000 months in my product business. Like that is what downsizing let me do. It let me see the most important things that I had to do to maintain my core clients, my biggest revenue generating stuff that I wasn't, I didn't want to walk away from it because I'm like, why am I going to walk away from something that's working, but I needed it to work better.
0: Yeah.
1: And again, this has given me, I mean, I have a podcast, mic. I have a podcast. Like, I mean, I can do the things that I've always wanted to do. I have my video series coming up. Like, like, yeah, it's its completely changed everything, but I had to get real with my product business and say, okay, if I want to keep this, what do I need to do to make it viable, but not with too much of my time? Like what are the most important activities I have to do in my business?
0: And these are the tough questions we have to be willing to ask. Cause I think some of us fall in love or, or, uh, romanticize the idea of what it looks like on the outside to be mm-hmm. a business owner and i think if anybody here is saying i want to run a business that right there i want to be a business owner i want to be an entrepreneur those are like the worst reasons to do it because you want to versus you know saying i see a problem i can solve or i want to help people is a big difference people hearing this won't won't even notice that there is a massive difference between someone saying i want to run a business versus i want to solve this problem for people mm-hmm. there is a Grand Canyon size difference between those two. And you start to look at things like, do I need all this office space? Do I need all these things? Do I need, do I need all these things that are these socially outward signals of significance that I am this person that everyone needs to know that I am and that cost money, that waste time, that take mental energy versus looking at what do I really need to do? Well, you know, what's what's going to save time and energy and efficiency? And I love that. And I'm going to do an episode coming up about why I'm not getting, a, renewing my, my leases up for my my Tesla. It's a $1,300 a month lease and I'm not going to renew it. And I'm like, that's just, I'm not a car person. So, you know, more expenses, more liabilities, More well, for what? And that money could be doing many other things. Uh, just what, impress people? So, I love all of this stuff. So, yeah. I've seen who... <laughs> I mean, I've known you since 2014, so I've seen so much growth, I've seen so much evolution in you, and you've had to learn a ton of skills. It's crazy that someone could build a very, very successful fashion line and then still realize there's a whole world of skills like how to do a webinar, how to run a challenge, or how to do copy. What would you say are some of the biggest lessons or takeaways, or even just any advice for anybody, whether they have another business or not, if they wanted to launch their first coaching program or digital product in 90 days?
1: (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. What's
0: been Um, been the biggest for you that you're like, whoa, I didn't realize this. Now I do.
1: Well, I think the biggest thing was actually just working one-on-one with people like at the beginning Mm -hmm. and it wasn't going straight. Like, I mean, for me, I mean, obviously I had my contrast of my 10 month like client, like coaching client. Okay. That's the extreme. Yeah. And then I think the biggest thing was starting, I did a beta. It was called sketch to sample and I had on a couple people and it was basically one-on-one. It was group coaching, but it was really, really small, but I got to see how, where I shined for them. I got to see like, I could teach you how to make the sample, how to go get the fabric. But like the thing that made me special and different was know helping them see what was possible for themselves like helping them find their standout product like i'm really good at like marrying your story with your brand and how to convey your benefits and your features to your client like i'm really good at like the secret sauce to a fashion business and but i could teach you all the other things like but anyone could teach you that you can google it so that to me felt really special because i'm like you know what nicole there are people doing this. I'm not the only fashion consultant or strategist out there. So I need to work one-on-one so I could feel confident and not feel the imposter syndrome because it creeps up every once in a while. I'll be honest still, but I needed to know like, no, I really can make a difference in someone launching a line, someone even having this idea. I know it's a big investment. I know it's a big ask for, Hey, go start a business, but I want to help them do it the right way so they could leverage and not have to get the big office or get the big storage, like see all the things that I have had to do to actually make it way more efficient, way, like way more profitable too. So I think one-on-one is such a great first starting point to just help someone and see what it is you actually know.
0: <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> How you- what advice do you have for the person that does say, oh, I want to help people with this, but there's other people doing it?
1: Oh, Abundance period. Like <laughs> abundance, like that is hashtag something, Abundance, move on. <laughs> hashtag abundance, because with that, you're going to shut down yeah. that, that, when that thought comes in, cause I mean, it, it does for all of us, right? You're like, I mean, there are people, I follow people. I'm in other groups of people that help fashion designers, but I just think she's so different than what I'm doing. And there is my voice. Oh my God. My podcast has been such like a therapy for me to give my knowledge and also hone in on what is actually resonating with someone. Start a podcast. I don't know, like getting your messaging clear. Like that to me was, was a big aha. I didn't post on Instagram for like six months. Cause I honestly did not know what to say. Is it about business? Is it about my kid? Is it about Nicoleta? Like it was like I had like an identity crisis. I think even on one of the coaching calls with you, I'm like, I don't even have a, a vision for myself because I had unpeeled so many layers to what my physical product brand was that I was like, this is now me and what I know. It's not me hiding behind a bikini line that's on TV and stuff. It's like, what does Nicole DiRocco know? And how is Nicole DiRocco going to help someone? And that, I mean, I cried and, but now I think it just made me so much stronger, like knowing like what my gift is.
0: What's harder starting a fashion line or a expert based business?
1: Ooh, good question. I think they all—they both entail for online business, it's a lot of copywriting. I mean, I'm writing my video series script and I'm like, wow, this is a lot of writing. Like, all right, this Why? is this is a lot of work on a totally different level. And we were filming on Monday and I'm like, it was all the motions of what a photo shoot would be minus the model. And I had to show up. I couldn't be like, you're okay, the you look product great. Product
0: and the model. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. All of it and so, the, co- the creator, the writer. Like, yeah.
1: In terms of my energy, mm-hmm. this because I'm giving my energy to, I have to show up and be happy and I mean, not have to, but like, I want to show up in a way, but my product business, I'm like, you look great. Like more lipstick. (laughs) You (laughs) you look sexy. Dude, do that again. Like that. So it was a different, a different way to show
0: up. Probably didn't have all these identity crisis, like moments with the, the fashion line, right? Like who am I to be?
1: Mm, I was. I went to USC Business School, so I was the business student that decided I'm going to start a bikini mm-hmm. line. And who was I to start a bikini line? I was. I was no one. I knew nothing, but. I have to say at one point, because I was just let everyone know, I was in next level for two years and all these things get brought up for you at all of our retreats and like on the coaching calls, like (laughs) just so much deep stuff, so much deep stuff. But I remember thinking, wait a second, this is exactly the same thing as when I started my bikini line. Why am I so scared? I just did it. I just did this thing 15 years ago. Just, just do it, Nicole. Just show up and do it. Right? It's a little different because it's you, but it, a lot of the same principles of entrepreneurship are in the same, like bikini line online course. Like the same things apply. It's just a different vehicle. This is for how you different. show up.
0: Yeah, though. you don't have to have the hundred thousand up front. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Hope this thing sells. Yeah. Hope people buy this. Oh, uh, yeah, in a digital business, but yeah you might have to spend time time mm-hmm. on that podcast, creating content, building that audience, or if you 're not willing to spend that time, spend some money getting some ad traffic so mm-hmm. to me it 's all the same it 's just different to me, you know at the end of the day, talking just about business and entrepreneurship, I think it's about where do you want to spend your time in this limited time that we have? How do you want to make an impact, and how do you want to help i've talked about this many times so you probably heard me talk about it like at a retreat or one of our coaching calls, but you know, people like you and I we probably just, it's fair to say we both have like the entrepreneurial bug, you know, it's like it's evolved to this and it'll evolve to something else in 10 years from now. Right. And uh, maybe sooner. And I've had many different opportunities for businesses my entire life. And even in the recent years, like Amazon physical product business. And you know, we've, we've even worked with 3d printers and prototypes and stuff like that. I've gone down those paths, I've gone down paths of agency models. Of software, all things that could be very lucrative, and my heart just keeps taking me back here. And to me, it doesn't matter. I I don't look for what's what's the easiest, right? What's the what's the one one that's going to be like allow me to be lazy? It's like no, where does where does my heart keep like tugging me towards? It just keeps coming back to here, and I I think that's where people should really be looking at. I love that you have found a way to do both and make both of them work for you, and I think. That's the magic. Like you design your life, you design your business. So, pretty darn awesome, if you ask me. I
1: think I think you said it once. I think I asked in like a coaching call where you were saying, or I said, "Well, did you just tell everyone that you weren't going to do the membership, or you were explaining about like your transition from Mm. just focusing on BBD?" And I felt like that resonated with me because did I have to tell everyone that I was going to do this thing? Or I felt like obligated to tell my right. Nicoleta bikini people like, Hey, I'm doing this thing in my life. And when you said that, I'm like, yeah. yeah, a press release that like I'm doing whatever. And I remember when you said that, you're like, no, you just do it or you don't say it or you just, you know, it's, it gets, I didn't have to make it such a big deal. And in my head, I felt like I had to explain myself what I was doing right. yep. so people wouldn't get confused, but no, right.
0: No. You know what? That is one of the biggest questions I've been asked over the years. How do I pivot? I see you, I saw you pivot. How do you do that? And I'm like, what, what do you mean? You don't, you don't. You just start <laughs> going, here you go. Hey, I'm talking about this. There's no official protocol. It's however you want to do it. I mean, if you want to make an announcement, make an announcement. If you don't, don't. But I just started teaching and talking about the things I wanted to talk about. And in my email list, I don't know if this is publicly, but my, my email list was 180 to 200,000 people and it was a lot when I was teaching video and online video and, and uh, youtube and Then I started talking about all this weird stuff on the podcast And I think at the lowest it went down to like 35,000 people it dropped just like wow. I don't care but it's like so what it's different people You know the same guy that was sitting there going oh, I'd like to know with the codec speed of <laughs> your little cameras Didn't want to hear like, you know gratitude <laughs> want to hear like yeah. a forgiveness prayer. That's okay. That's fine. I want to talk about that, you know? And that's fine with me. and That's fine with it. Yeah. Um, I mean
1: having a physical business and an online business is totally possible. And it's cool. totally possible for so many people who think that they have to choose. And I felt like I had to choose at one point. Like well, I gotta just choose. Like I can't do it both. But no, I can have the business by design. I can do it. I just had to do it differently. I had to set it up. I have an awesome Integrator like she's a rock star and like that changed just even Setting up how people are helping me and me delegating like that is how i'm making it the pivot. That is how i'm doing it. I'm not just Slapping on an online course and saying hey, I got this thing. It's like no This is like it's kind of like a big umbrella of who I am now with different arms to my business
0: So i'm not asking for any credit But i'm just curious So has (laughs) anything you've learned from me has also been beneficial to your fashion line?
1: are you kidding? And this is not me plugging you at all, but honestly, like I have so much gratitude towards you because if I didn't see an example of what was possible, I would not know what was possible in my life. And like my whole journey, I mean, I did the breakthrough of the year last January and I thought that that was a big breakthrough of what I was able to accomplish within a one year. But just seeing how your team reacts, I didn't know I could be the leader that I wanted to be Mm -hmm. and have all the things, but it was just a matter of, okay, how does James do it? (laughs) Okay. Like I was doing like, what, what is James doing now? Okay. James James is doing this. James is doing this. And I think having an example, having the coaching, no plug. I'm not, want to like plug people like, but this is like me authentically saying this, like I have so much gratitude because you showed me that I am worth much more than what I can think Mm -hmm. of my life to be. Even cleaning up all the holes or putting all the holes back in my bucket. I mean, having 50 to $60,000 months in my physical business was a game changer. And that happened the moment I moved like that, like all so much stuff has happened. So it's not just one thing. It's you lead by example. And I, I don't, I've learned some, this is like my MBA of, you know, being a business person for my life and my business and having the two Marry in a way where I feel good going into the office or staying home with my kids. Like, there's, I don't me, feel guilty.
0: It makes me so happy. And we have to wrap up soon. So, I'm going to share yeah. my, I mean, you figured out my secret, which is <laughs> I realized a long time ago, people don't hear 90% of what you tell them. They don't, it goes in one ear, out the other. But what I noticed is that people were watching and they were paying attention. So, I don't really say it, but people start to figure it out. And Nicole just did. I said, if we want to teach somebody something, we have to live it. We mm-hmm. have to embody it. And we have to be the impeccable example of it at all times. And people will pick up on that. And they don't even, some, most people don't even know they're picking up on it. Mm-hmm. And that makes me so happy to have you give me that full feedback loop of saying, I saw what you were doing. I saw the team. I saw this. And I said, if he can do it, if this idiot can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> like- If this dumb, dumb can do it. I can definitely do it. And you did. And that's so amazing. And that makes my day. So, So thank you. Okay. You got your podcast. Tell us about your podcast. We'll link it up in the show notes. What's the name of it?
1: Yeah, it's called Fast Track Your Fashion Brand Podcast. Say that 20 times fast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and it's my fashion resource hub for anyone that is planning to start, grow or scale their fashion business. And I just had on um Justin Brown's going to be live tomorrow. So it's anything oh, from like any that. I mean any All the things that I wanted to learn about and like leverage, Kim McCarter, fashion funnels, like Justin Brown, YouTube marketing, like so many people that I have like met through all this whole online space and really bridging the gap to the product business and how people can leverage online marketing strategies and literally just making a sample and launching their fashion business. So I love love it. it. It's my new home base and I'm very... Yes. And,
0: and I'm just so excited for you. I think 2020 is going to just be an awesome year for both of your businesses. So wishing you all the best. And I, I can't wait to hear another update from you yes. uh, at the end of the year with all the exciting. Okay.
1: I will so give you one for sure.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you, James. Thank, thank you, Nicole. And thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in and hanging out with us. Make sure to reach out to Nicole. We'll put her Instagram link in the show notes as well. So you can let her know which part of what she shared in this episode had the biggest impact on you listening today. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you in the next episode here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Take care. Did you know 8 out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life